the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. The best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Gentlemen, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm pissed off. Ah! It's a long way to the top if you want a rock and roll flare. Damn it. More fucking trouble. Every time you think you got all the answers, I change the questions. I'm in Toronto, and no flair. That's because I scare flair, I guess. <laughs> I can't help it. Guy called me. I come all the way. I've had Newfoundland, Scotland, Aruba, Montreal, New York, New York. Hey, Pipes. Pipes is flair. Hey, man, what are you doing? They said, listen, listen, why don't you come see Ted Hastings? Um, who's Ted Hastings? He's my buddy. He's in He's in Toronto, man. He just wants to come up, have dinner, you know, well, hang on, have dinner. I says, ah, oh, Rickus, man, you know, there's a burnout factor here. Ah, pipes, we never burn out. Come on, come on, go ahead, we'll have a ball. Oh, jeez. Come on, pipes, I want to do the something with the guy's company. Whose company? Ted Hastings' company. All right. I need to bring coal. Yeah, you can bring coal. So I get my butt up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Portland time, catch an airplane to Toronto with my son Colt in a fancy studio. Thanks for including me on that red eye, by the way. I really appreciated that. <laughs> that would be my son Colt. Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so pissed off. So, I get up and I go to the gym and I train. And I call Flair at 1 o'clock. Because it's 3 o'clock, this thing's taking place. And he goes, oh, I run. I says, Fire. I says, Nate, Nate, 3 o'clock, I'll meet you. I'm in Toronto. Oh, I, I can't come. I feel terrible. What's wrong? My toe. You're what? <laughs> my, I'm not shitting you. My toe. There's like maybe staff or something in it, and the doctors won't let me fly. Your toe is sore, and the doctors won't let you fly? Oh, I, I feel really bad, and I... Get on the airplane, I'm here. Uh, I can't because the staph infection in the airplane may go to me heart and I'll die. Are you fucking ribbing me? Every time I get around Flair, I get in trouble. So here's the thing. See, I hate schmoozing. I hate it. 
It's because I'm an asshole. Who wants to hang around an asshole? Ted Hastings apparently wants to hang around an asshole. And so now tonight, I gotta go from here to a dinner with Ted in Waterloo, which is kind of appropriate now that I think about it. Yeah, didn't Napoleon have a bit of a problem there? You know? It's a long-ass flight. Your toes sore. See, this is a good... This is the way Flair... At one time, I'm in Puerto Rico with Flair. And, you see, he goes in the bar and he goes, 99 kamikazes. 99? Really, Rick? I mean, I... And here comes the kamikaze. Oh, feel free to laugh or burp. <laughs> you know, 99 of them. And there they are, and, you know, I'm, you know... 99 kamikazes on the table, 99 kamikazes. <laughs> if one of the kamikazes happens to get drunk, there's whatever's left. But I noticed, like, we've been there three days, and, like, the third day we've been sitting in the same place, and the tree behind Flair is dying. He's throwing his kamikazes over his shoulder, and I don't know him for three days. Now, I'm in Puerto Rico with Flair, and... The night that I'm there, the next day, I'm supposed to be in Greensboro in the afternoon fighting for the world title. I know, fighting Wallow McDaniels. And then in Toronto that night, fighting Flair for the world title. So this is important. However, we're on the Condado, and I'm drinking my comic. I don't know. Some taxi driver gets mad and two locals and one guy pulls a gun and I did this and, I, and I'm the only white guy and so I get thrown in jail. And Flair, being as honorable as he's been today, gets on the plane because there's only two planes out of Puerto Rico. One at 7 a.m. and one at 7 p.m. And Flair gets on the plane and leaves me in jail. Genius. He, he just would try and get you drunk and throw it in jail before the championship fight. That's a great uh, strategy. <laughs> That's good heel tactic. You know, it is. I never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is hard. Now you're sticking up for her. <laughs> I love Flair. Uh, so, Come well, on. Just a second. Just a second. Okay, so now, have you ever been in a Puerto Rican jail on a Friday night being white? You mm. both look fairly white to me. <laughs> you know, well, I look Definitely real not. white. Real, real white I look in jail over there. <laughs> and so you got to kind of clear the cell a little bit and let yourself be known. I but, I find that'd be your kind of crowd, though. A Puerto Rico jail, middle of the night, I feel the hot Scott fits right in. You're a sick boy. <laughs> now. Thanks to you. <laughs> Carlos Colon, who owns the island, a great wrestler, bails me out of jail. Now, the, the thing is, I miss Toronto. What they did is they phoned Terry Funk, and I miss Greensboro. And then for like six months, Terry Funk went around telling everybody, they go, hey, Terry, what are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm just making a living, making the shots, Pfeiffer misses. <laughs> Thank you. That's because of Flair. <laughs> and here we are again because of Flair. <laughs> In Toronto. At least I made it this time. <laughs> <laughs> One time, Flair. You know, I told the story many times about taking the clothes off on the airplane, and, you know, I get thrown in jail. But, like, one time in Raleigh, I want to stooge you out, man. It would be Flair Day today. Uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, Flair, Rick Flair goes, first of all, let me introduce who I got with him. 
been venting. I'm in Toronto someplace, and like I got a real cool guy, and we have something in common. And he's allowed me to come in the studio, do the Rod Pod. Obviously, I have Colt Tombs, MMA, undefeated as an amateur, turned pro, singing to become a professional wrestler now, my son. And we have Rob. Hey. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good. And Rob has a show called, uh, go ahead, Doug. Burning Bridges. Burning Bridges. <laughs> and there you go. For some reason, Rob wanted me to be on his show. Who's better than the hot rod for Burning Bridges? <laughs> I don't know. It's Flair's fault. <laughs> so uh, I'm lucky enough to have Rob. Uh, and we can talk about Burning Bridges. But just, just so you know. Just let me tell you the kind of guy Flair is. We're in Raleigh. This is back in the day now. And at Raleigh, in the afternoon, we would do 92-minute and 54-second interviews. We'd start like 8 in the morning. And then drive to Ra uh, Excuse me. We'd do that in Charlotte. And then uh, Tuesday night, uh, that night, drive to Raleigh and wrestle. And then we'd go to the hotel. And back then, do you remember Blackjack Mulligan? Of course. You remember Mulligan? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of drinking going on, and there's a little bit of Aussie going on, and, you know, there's a lot of things going on, I'll tell you. And so, Flair, Flair rents a um, a makeup artist. Uh, I don't know what the, the politically correct word for it is. A guy to dress him in drag? What's the word for the profession? Dude, that's, a, that's a job? Colt, Colt, you, Colt you'd know. Yo, yeah, let me uh, just call my guy real quick. <laughs> so, well, everybody's... So you got to fidget, okay? It's a hotel. I think it's the Hilton or the uh, Mary Rot, maybe one of those. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody drinking and dancing and flair has gone, but nobody really notices. And, and all of a sudden, this gal walks in with this, like, Marilyn Monroe... <laughs> Tight dress and like some serious cleavage, man, and like this Marilyn Monroe hair and and like really kind of and it was dark and stunning and high pumps and it, she comes in and she's <laughs> she's like by the bar and Mulligan's been drinking pretty heavy. <laughs> oh baby Jesus! And uh, so the girl goes over to Mulligan and you know kind of next thing you know Mulligan's out on the floor. And, Dancing with the lady doing the Tennessee two shuffle or the Texas two shuffle, and it's just Flair and drag, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Flair's rig falls off, and then Mulligan realizes what's happened and that everybody's been staring at him for ten minutes, not just because he can't dance either, but he's been dancing with Flair, and then a hell of a riot broke out, um, and I got thrown in jail. <laughs> now, how was Flair? I mean, obviously Flair's a good dancer, but. As a woman, was he pulling off the dancing? Because obviously you were watching. What kind of question is that from That's my son? That's a good question. That's <laughs> what I was, I'm trying to see how good he was. Like I cannot see Flair dressed as a woman being very. Well, well no, that's what's odd about it. Um, actually, was this you 99 know what? Kamikazes he later? He did though? as good <laughs> as Chris Jericho did on uh, Dancing with the Stars. That's he darn pulled good. it off. I he pulled it off. You know, because his hair, he had the wig. The only thing, like, there was a schnoz and an Adam's apple the size of, uh, <laughs> you know. But Mulligan was really drunk. Um, in in the in uh, the Condado, well, I don't need to tell that story on him. I'm not that mad at him. <laughs> anyway, he's, you know, he's also saved my life before. I love him, but. Uh, wait, wait. What? How's he saved your life? 
Oh man, when you were, before you were born, I got blackballed like throughout uh, entire North America. Uh, the guy that was going to take over the world uh, first before Vince McMahon was a guy called Jim Barnett out of Atlanta, and your oldest sister had just been born, Stacia, and uh, I got moved down to Atlanta and wildfire Tommy Rich and and Dusty Rhodes, American Dream was TBS and was going all over the world, you know, and I. Holy cow, we're working both territories at the same time. And, you know, from the dance that I just told you about, right. the next day would be like uh, 10 o'clock a.m. in Atlanta, TBS wrestling. You know, you try wrestling at 10 a.m. after you've been dressed in drag, <laughs> you know, three hours before. And, um, uh, but, you know, like, I, <laughs> I got it. With age pushing me so hard. Uh, uh, and uh, I put uh, five uh, Hertz rental cars in the ditch in a week. <laughs> How did they still let you rent cars? Well, they didn't, actually. <laughs> Hertz stopped renting to all wrestlers. Uh, I got a lot of heat over that. Uh, but, like, I'm, they're doing things that I'm a little ashamed of. Uh, just real out of control and a lot of fighting and stuff. And they had signed me to a contract, which was one of the first. Uh, because I was going to mainstream taking over the world. But then uh, um, a guy in Chicago who was a friend of Jim Barnett's didn't want to participate. And so it fell through for a little bit, and they needed to get rid of me because they were paying me a lot of money. But I was drawing a lot of money. And so this is exactly what happened. <laughs> I never told this. Uh, Tommy Wildfire Rich, who'd been working the territory for, I don't know, t 10 years, I'm supposed to go to, I think it was Chattanooga in the morning and someplace at night. So Tommy Rich is going to drive, and Chattanooga's like at 3 o'clock. Tommy Rich is driving, and we're driving, we're driving, and we're going the wrong way. On like a highway? On a highway. He turned the wrong way. So now we're like 175 miles at 3 o'clock. From Chattanooga. And you're driving like you drive a hundred. No, no, Tommy's driving. Does he drive like you drive? Well the thing is he was <laughs> he lived there for like ten years and went to this town every day. Here's a t okay, what's well, not being understood here. I set up. Gotcha. See so like I you know, uh, allegedly. <laughs> well so all of a sudden I figure I just figure out like we're far from the town. I need to make the town. So I go, I said, Tommy, pull over. And we go in and I call the promoter. And he says, put the hammer down. And I swear to God, the police, this is a long time ago in Georgia, but uh, Chattanooga, where the hell that is, Tennessee. Uh, the police had cars at stations uh, along the highway. And they said, just put the hammer down. And I, <laughs> and another one bites the dust. <laughs> and I put the hammer as far that Hertz rent a car was going all the way down the highway. And when I got in there, I got to I got us there at six o'clock. Um, and then uh, I wrestled and got out to the one, and then uh, they fired me uh, for being late. And they blackballed me uh, around the world, and they turned me into the IRS. And uh, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Daddy couldn't get a fight, no place, and they had moved me to to Atlanta. So that's when I had to go to like Santa Domingo and 
uh, India and um, uh, like third world countries. Not that India's. So in world. a like a weird way, Flair had a lot to do with the evolution of of you. Like not with Roddy Piper, but as my dad. Like from getting blackballed, you know, and making you have to go to Portland and work wherever you can to when you guys were the tag team champs just recently. I mean, well, like, that's, in a small way, he kind of helped find the cancer and you know, save your life again. I'm really on his side today for who, some reason, aren't I? Yeah. Are you sure? Are Who's you my son? Right? Yeah, no right? <laughs> I should, uh, it's un- it's Uncle Flair. Okay? I, Uncle Flair. I gotta, Uncle I gotta, Flair. I gotta watch out for I him. I love the guy. I love the guy. Just He gets me in a lot of trouble, man. Uh, yeah, he's responsible. I was, uh, you guys did a pay-per-view called Cyber Sunday. <laughs> I'll give you a short version of it. And so there was like Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, and myself, and you guys had to pick who was going to be Flair's partner because he was going to either wrestle for or defend the tag team champions. I think Iron Anderson had got a neck injury. So he needed a partner. And you guys picked me. And, uh... You must have been slumming and drinking again that night, Rob. <laughs> Who did you pick? Oh, of course you. <laughs> yeah, I love you. Uh, and I saw you know, like, I'm back there, and they're going, okay, the fans are picking, the fans are picking. Like, I'm dressed down, ready to go, sweating. And I look over, and there's Dusty in his cowboy boots <laughs> and Slaughter with just his hat on. And I'm going, hang on, you know, are they really picking, or am I the guy? <laughs> uh, to be yeah, to be true though, you know, either that or Dusty done, yeah, not very nervous. Anyway, so boom, and we win the titles, and next thing we know, we're in Glasgow, Scotland, and my hips—I don't know—they stopped working, and they're filling me full of all kinds of stuff, trying to get me in the ring. So because they can't, uh, like I, I go to the ring and uh, get clobbered and. Uh, they just left me, <laughs> you know, they just, like they were going to put me in a hospital in, in, uh, Scotland, but like the plane was leaving, <laughs> excuse me, it was a private plane and it was going elsewhere. Like they were going to come back and pick me up my ass. Yeah. They were. And so I got, I don't know, send me home to Portland. Now I'm, I'm bent over like, you know, the, the little ladies picking rice all their life. Yeah, in Japan, have you ever seen how bent over? Well, I'm walking like that from Glasgow all the way to Portland, Oregon. I walked. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not tough. And uh, so now I come in, I go to the emergency room. Ah, baby Jesus. I go to the emergency room in Portland, Oregon. And I'm bent over, and like Nurse Cratchit is at the desk. And I said, you know, excuse me, uh, I'm having a little problem. Take a number. And she hands me this, like, vibrator thing. Stupid buzzer like they give you the bars now, right? Yeah. All right. So, oh, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. There's people there. and So I sit down. Other people that come in after me are getting waited on and serviced and oil changed. and So uh, maybe she forgot. Excuse me. Sit down and wait till your buzzer beeps. Okay, okay, okay. I, you know, I'm sitting down half over. I kid you not, everybody is out of, there's nobody in the waiting room but me. And another five minutes goes, and then she's got the balls to beat the buzzer. <laughs> I'm going to kill her! <laughs> so in front of line, I get in the bed, and the guy says, are you raw? I said, yeah. I said, he can stand up. I can't. And then they went into action, and I knew something was wrong. Bottom line, there was a... Um, uh, piece of bone that was sawing my nerves in half like Christopher Reeve same kind of thing and they slapped me on a table in the middle of the night and the doctor 
uh, sees a lymph gland. His doctor's name was Olson O'Neill. And he just says, get a biopsy. And they found out I have lymphoma cancer. And so now my back's cut up and I got lymphoma cancer. And I go, oh, man, you know, it's Flair's fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, but it, you know what? If they hadn't chosen me, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have found it. And I might have been in a whole lot of trouble. So, like, in a strange way, he saved my life on uh, 97 Twitter questions I got. Uh, so we need to get on with it. But he saved my life. But just to, to tell you how the day was going, uh, my kids, my wife and kids, you know, I got four kids. I got to tell them I got cancer, right? And like, uh, I'm not, I hope you never have to go through that. And uh, so it's, I got like Saturday afternoon or whatever day it is. And the whole family comes in, and I got my game face on, and they just know I've been cut up a little bit, you know. And, uh, and I go, and their great-grandma just, I don't know, they got a sliver or something. And so she they brought her to the hospital that day, and I'll make it up. I was on floor, like, 901, and she was on floor 401. And so uh, I says to the kid, I'm trying to buy some time. I said, go down and see great-grandma and come back. And I'm trying to think, you know. And they go down and see great-grandma, him, and... And mm -hmm. his sisters and mommy, and she dies in front of them. Oh, she had what she had was like a flu, but she was ninety-two years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's quite and she devastating. She dies. Jeez. They come up with big, oh, big tears in their eyes. Then I got to tell them I got cancer, baby Jesus. So well, I'm going in my head now. I'm getting these treatments and stuff, and you know, and the back's been cut, you know. At least the hump's gone, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so there was a movie called uh, for Disney called Sweet Sixteen, and I said, "When does it shoot?" And it was three days after my all my treatments were done. I said, "Book it," and three days after, I just went back to work and I did Sweet Sixteen uh, with those little brats, <laughs> and uh, and so that's how he saved my life. Or the wrestling fans did because. I wouldn't have got checked for cancer. Might I point out, like, I was there for the entirety of your radiation treatment stuff, and I saw how hard it was on you, and you continued to work that entire time. Like, say, your, your radiations, I remember, like, were, like, Monday and Friday, and you would leave and work, and, like, the fact that you were doing that for me and the family is just, you're a man's man. That's really cool, Dad. Were you still tag team champion at that point? That's I what I wasn't entirely sure of. I love you, too. Um, well, yeah. You were still tag team champion Technically, I was still tag, yeah. Wow. I was still tag team champion, but, you know, with the... With the rather gray rules of the WWE, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow, yeah. somehow, somebody <laughs> else got it. Uh, it's like the same um, question that, like Vince and them, they like to go, like, "You've never been the WWE champion, you know?" But that's not true. Uh, there's a picture of me uh, holding the Intercontinental Belt and the WWE World Champion Belt above my head, coming out of a cage, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't want to recognize it. <laughs> and that's a picture that's really easy to find, but I, I don't really care about whether I was a WWE champion or not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come well, on. Well, you were a good on. dad, and that's all that matters. Oh, Absolutely. I love you. I love you. He's a good kid. You know, I don't know, Tom, Rob, he's thinking of, uh, he wants to come into the wrestling game. He's undefeated as an amateur in MMA, but now he wants to come into, uh, to pro wrestling. I don't know. Well, I'm the only boy in the family. Who else is going to carry on the legacy? Well, thank God. I don't want <laughs> You know, nothing wrong oh, with Oh, God. Wouldn't that be terrible? Oh, oh for man. Dad. We should sometime ask, like, Trish Stratus. 
which I just talked to her earlier trying to get her on the show, you know. Yeah. Tried um, to replace me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Um, uh, would have been the same. <laughs> uh, and, She's much prettier. Uh, they, uh, they got a hard job. Trish does great. They're so beautiful. Um, who's your favorite diva? Uh, Trish is great, and Trish is actually just an incredibly nice person too. I, when I I uh, did comedy shows with Foley, and uh, when I did, she came out and watched the shows and signed autographs for hours afterwards. No problem yeah. at all. Just came out just to meet the fans. She was great. She's a really Isn't lovely she, person. Right? Yeah, yeah. she's really fantastic. Most of the guys. Have you ever ran into somebody that uh, that was a real asshole? Uh, not in the wrestling world. I mean, uh, certainly yeah. in comedy, uh, you start like you know. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it happens. Sometimes. But, yeah. You know, it's a competitive business. I'm sure you it happened to wrestling as well. When you're in wrestling, you know, people sometimes leave you in foreign countries to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anyone throw me in jail to get a set from me, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed I to headline. You. There's you a first know. for everything. We're yeah. going out tonight yeah, if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when did you, what, what age were you when you began comedy? Uh, I was uh, 21 years old when I started. Really? Yeah. What, why, why? Uh, it was one of those things, I don't know that I could have done anything else. You know, it, it's, I it's think that's the only idiot. way you can do it is to know that, I don't know if there's anything else that was built out there for me other than to do comedy. So, nice. Which is the way you have to go into it because it's not, you know, a great lifestyle to begin with. So when you can, when you know there's nothing else to do, then that's the best way. Rob, Rob has tattooed on his arm, steal this tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to make it. <laughs> I think, you know, the, what an art you do. What an art. People don't understand. It's an unbelievable art. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, you know, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And uh, I'm doing, like I was telling you, coming in, I'm doing Just for Laughs this week. And it's just been, uh, cool. it's been an honor. You know Ari Shafir. Yeah, yeah as so. I beat him. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I beat saw him with a belt. You know I did. Yeah. Oh, I saw the video. <laughs> okay, but here's what's so screwed up. Here's sometimes, uh, somebody, uh, I got Twitter questions here, but somebody said, are you really as crazy as they say? <laughs> Well, I yes. Don't, I, yes, he is. I don't see it. But with Ari Shafir, you take a look on the tape, and he just said, I didn't know what was going on. He just, like, because I was working at the uh, Comedy Store on uh, Sunset Boulevard, which is my, like, Hell's Angels frat house, if you've never been there. <laughs> yeah, that it's place one, is a madhouse. Oh, uh, <laughs> one of the ten most haunted places in America. I've seen them. Uh, um, uh, it's got, like, where the people were killed, built by... Bugsy Siegel in the 20s, a illegal abortion clinic, you know, and that's still today. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no. <laughs> no, and. That's um, the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and backstage, uh, back, there's a hill where they used to roll the whiskey down. It's a great place. But Ari mm. Shafira came up and said, hey, would you, I'm at the improv, would you just come in and, you know, mess around? And like you can look this up on YouTube. I don't think he knew really what he was asking for, and just kind of jerked me around a little bit. Mm. Now, what you see, I always hide from the people. I don't like to be. I like to be alone. So I'm. I don't know any. I don't realize the show is a pornography show. <laughs> I, I have no. No concept that I'm a father of four, mm. three of my girls. Okay, I you know I don't do a lot of public porn. <laughs> you know, just, just one. Uh, it's hell comes to Frogtown. Oh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> and Flair's not here. My dog broke his tooth on a Gainsborough, and my chicken ran away. So, um, all right, Ari, you know I'll, I'll, you want me to come in and beat you up a little bit? You sure about that? <laughs> okay. 
So then we, I did something so stupid. When you watch it, uh, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. But as I come to the door, I start catching on that it's a porn thing. Now, this is how my mind works, just so you know it's not my fault. <laughs> so I come in and I snatch Ari and I saw a piano because I, I always play the piano at the comedy store. Uh, you know, I can't play it well, but I, you know, chopsticks it to death. And uh, so I see the piano and I start slamming his head on the keys. <laughs> and Ari, I guess I got hold of his hair and I'm just going, ah, ah, and I think he's having a great time, but apparently I was wrong. And uh, I, I took my belt and I started whipping him and he bent over like the pole that the girls would dance on. Now, <laughs> so I start humping him. <laughs> now, wait a second. I don't, in my mind, it just, it was a pornography theme. And it had nothing to do with my, my fondness for Ari. <laughs> and, and, he and then I whipped the shit out of him with a belt. And so you fit right in. No, I, I don't. I didn't. You're humping mean that. a leather whipping belt. <laughs> yeah, a big Jewish guy. Was Toadie there? Uh, <laughs> so then, poor Hardy at the end, when I came back out to say hello, you know, he kind of kept backing away because he's scared. <laughs> but um, that's Hardy. I was great. He's yeah. a great guy. He's yeah. got a podcast too. Yep, the Skeptic Tank podcast. I was Skeptic doing... Tank. Is that Ske Skeptic Tank. Ah, That's Skeptic Tank yeah, would yeah. be better, Ari. <laughs> One guy, Samuel. Uh, what's his name? C uh, Siemens. Uh, no, that's not his name. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Uh, no. Simone. <laughs> not Simone. Uh, Steve Simone? Steve? Well, I love Steve Simone. Okay. But I left my Twitter on at, a cl at one club. <laughs> and so I, he he Twittered uh, whatever his name was is the best comedian in the world. <laughs> and he said, uh, I saw him in a couple of days, and he said, yeah, you're lucky I didn't black cock you. I said, what? Well, you know, I put down, you know, Rod loves black cock. I said, no, no, you're lucky. The life you saved was your own there, pal. <laughs> that's the most clever thing you can come up with. <laughs> that's what he said. That, that, that's terrible. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, what if he put that on you? I guess that's what can If that's the best material he can get on me. <laughs> I'd admit, you know, I wouldn't have liked that one. No, no, it's just me. I mean, drop, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I hear, you know, a joke's a joke, kind of. But, like, to a couple hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like that, too, because, like, you know, with you, you're so recognized and so many people watch. There's little kids that come on and read this yeah, stuff. Like, you yeah. know, like the little the cancer patients that you here. talk to in the hospital. I like, just you know, talked about cancer, and then I'm talking about that. I I'll hate when people put that kind of crud up there. Like, Fallon, my little sister looks at this stuff, too. You know, yeah. like, come on. Okay, I'm just going to leave now. That's <laughs> 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 just sucked. Uh, so, Twitter questions. Uh... Um, why the heck didn't Ric Flair show up? Because his big toe got stubbed. Huh. You know, I guess and somebody in the background is going, Oh, Rick, come back. Shut up, shut up. I'm talking to pipes. Uh, yeah, my, my toe. <laughs> yes, man. I broke my neck. I wrestled for four months with a broken neck. Whew. Twitter question, naked in Manchester. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Is this, this part, is a part rough of the show. porn? Is this part of the porn you shot? No, or is this a different story? I don't know. It's like, how did it? Uh, I, uh, I did a record. 
for Sony Records. I like everybody to know that like, I'm making deep eye contact with my dad during this story right now, just to make it as awkward uh, as possible. Yeah, I'm sweating. I'm uh -huh. sweating. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, uh, doggone it. The record was called I'm Your Man. And it was done by, like, real serious, the president of Sony in Soho Squared is the guy that signed me. And the record come, it didn't get, it didn't break the top 40, got to like 41 in England. And it was at Christmas time when, uh, uh, Whitney uh, Houston came out with uh, the Bodyguard song. That was number one. And Rod Stewart, Waltzy Matilda. And it was right in that area, era. And um, they had me at the Hit Factory. Um, I'm the only artist ever to get signed unseen and unheard by the president. Uh, what was his name? Jeffrey. Uh, it'll come to me. Jeffrey something. At Sony Records in Soho Square. So I'm at the Hit Factory. And I'm trying to get this song done. And there's like a whole, it's, it's a big place, the Hit Factory in, in London. And like there's all this commotion going down in the hall, and my guys on the board are having problems, but they're not saying anything. You know, I'm like, I'm a fighter, basically. It's all I really do and with my wife, you know, with anybody. And I'm 0-45 with her. And uh, so finally, like, it's distracting everybody, and I, uh, I open the door, and I go down, and Say hey, hey! And these guys are in the hallway. They got a bed in the in the where you record. They got their bed. They're drinking. And, you know that's cool, man. Like one time I I feed on the flea station in Belfast drinking. So I understand you can get in trouble <laughs> and got caught. And this is a whole other IRA story. But uh, with the uh, so um, I find I go hey guys, guys. I'm like, I'm kinda, they're a little bit being a little bit belligerent, but I'm not, you know, I, I could get in there. And finally, I took one guy, a real hairy guy, and I put him in there. And the, the name of the band was Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, so now sit down, go to bed, and shut the fuck up until I get this done. You got it? <laughs> yes, sir. We are. All right. Now, where was I? No, I'm, I'm your, your man. man. <laughs> yeah. And if you're looking for some, So I did that record, and <laughs> they had me in the back of a Rolls Royce limousine. It sucked. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Rolls-Royce, it was short in the back, and as fancy as you might think it looks from the outside, there was chicken bones on the inside from because I'm moving so fast, doing so many appearances. So, <laughs> And my chauffeur uh, was a little leprechaun guy, <laughs> and I took him drinking, my chauffeur, while I was on tour because I was lonesome. And uh, <laughs> so he drops me off in Manchester at this hotel. And I get up in the hotel. I don't know. I'm making a room four, fourth floor. And in Manchester, like, you got to understand, it's big doors. It's Victorian. You know, and everything's big made and the queen and all that. And, like, I got a suite and so I'm drunkard and shit. And I get and I lay down on, bed, on the bed. And I get just, you know, I got my clothes off, but... Couldn't find my pajama. Ah, you know, I just went in my birthday suit and I laid down. And uh, I don't know, some time went by and I woke up in an erection, meaning I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, happy Sam and I, we went. And But, you know, when you wake up, like, you don't want to turn the lights on because you don't want to wake up. You want to go back to sleep. Have you been on the road a lot? Yeah, of course. Okay, my yeah, brother. Yeah, my brother from another yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You don't want to open your eyes. Yeah. You know, feel your way. 
And I'm just feeling, and I and the door to my room, and the door to the bathroom, and you know, okay, and I and I close the door to the bathroom. I'm looking for the switch, and but it's already bright, and the door goes click, and I'm in the fucking hallway. <laughs> Wrong door, <laughs> and I'm stone naked, nothing. But you know, I'm in one of them places in life where it's not really bothering me either. <laughs> Now the staff is having a bit of a problem with it, and uh, one guy, like a, like what's that magician in Vegas that makes elephants disappear? <laughs> um, Chris. Uh, Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Well, you know, a lot of magicians in a Vegas. A lot of magicians. <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel. Well, he comes like there was a, a cart because I was just walking down. To the elevator down in the lobby, <laughs> and as the doors open to lobby, there was like a, a um, uh, oh, uh, where room service. You push the tray out, you're finished with it. And there's a the, uh, cloth on it. He pulls the cloth like Chris Angel, boom, and you know puts it around the elephant and uh, yeah. you know makes it disappear. And stayed with me, and I got the key and went back up to sleep, and I forgot all about it. But Oz, the next day, I was real popular. Uh, <laughs> That story that's... started out so cool. He had you in the back of a Rolls Royce limousine <laughs> with Guns and Roses and a leprechaun driving, <laughs> and you end up naked in the hallway. Tea <laughs> towel. <know>? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We should well, change the know, ending to that one. The beginning's so great. It's just the truth. Yeah, uh, I don't have any really good stories. Uh, I just have ones that make me look bad. Ric Flair, you asshole. Um, I I really yeah. wanted to share a story with Flair of uh, I just proposed to my girlfriend uh, over the in the summer. We're getting married in the summer. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Wow. Uh, and I didn't know when I was going to do it. I was on tour down in the in the south, and uh, we went from like Philadelphia down to Florida and back up. And I didn't know where I was going to do it, but I had to ring. I knew some point during this two weeks. You're going to have to ask it. her. I knew it, it was crunch uh, time oh, yeah. coming up. I had to do it. So. I got you. We're in. Uh, finally, we're in Florida. How long know. did you have the ring on you before you? I just. What's the time zone? Um, how long? How many days before you're getting to it? I mean, I I, I owned the ring for a few months for sure. I mean, okay, the then we've yeah, been yeah, thinking. Took your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. This was not a decision I came to easily. Uh, <laughs> all right. Found lots of excuses why most of the places I tried didn't work. <laughs> Find a good reason why not to. Gotcha. So finally in Florida, I, I'm like, we're going through Nashville on the way back. You know, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to do it in Florida, but I didn't yeah. want to do the, the regular Disney. We're in, we're a Disney, and I didn't want to do it the regular Disney way. Yeah. So being a lifelong wrestling fan, I thought, what other way could I do it than how Ric Flair would have wanted me to do it on Space Mountain? So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Space Mountain is, huh? Uh, I mean, I know it's not really supposed to be. Okay, <laughs> all right, and just go. I'm not going to yeah. ruin your marriage here. Go, no, no, go no, right it's all please, by all means. <laughs> no, no, go right ahead. Just, all right, so yeah. I, I asked her uh, I asked her in line right before we got onto the ride on Space Mountain. I asked her if she'd make me the happiest nature boy in the world. Yeah, uh, no, really? that's what I said. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then I threw the ring down, stepped on it, and chopped her in the chest. <laughs> 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 And we wooed through the whole ride. So, that's wow. really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and thought, did you uh, did you actually ask her to marry you? Yep, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and she say? said, she yes, said yes. Yeah. No, but what, <laughs> yes. what did you? How did you say it? I uh, no, I legitimately said, "Will you make me the happiest nature boy in the whole world?" I didn't chop her in the chest, but I definitely said, "Make me the yeah, happiest nature bad. boy." Yeah. You know what? Do we got a phone? Why don't we call Flair? Sure, I think that we can do okay, it. Okay, but while yeah. we're going, I'll just try.
I don't know if I can get him on the air, but I'll tell him what an asshole he is. <laughs> uh, that's uh, so. You know what Space Mountain is? I mean, I, I know it's a roller coaster. I mean, I know it's a little bit of a metaphor. I'm gonna obviously. guess he's going what, a different direction you know than the roller coaster. I think I'm just gonna move on for. No, no, by all means. No, uh, let me see. Just a second, Flair. Let me see. It's now under, my mind's uh, going crazy. Now I really want to know what your version of Space Mountain is. Flare. I mean, I know what it means under, to flare. It's, yeah. it's under A for asshole. Uh, flare. I can't find an F. I can. Okay, Flare. Right. Uh-huh. Let me give you his number. Yeah. Flare's new cell number is 1704. Oh, shit. I just called him with the wrong phone. One, how do I do this? Um, will we be able to hear him on the air? Uh, I think we could probably put him to your speaker on that. Okay. Uh, nine, maybe? I just dial out. Okay. This is good one. podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch Piper uh, dial the phone. Nine, one, seven, oh, four, six, six <laughs> two, eight, five. Nine nine. Oh, sugar punch. Well, it's uh, why don't we fill some dead air and uh, <laughs> yeah, we, no, no, but yeah, no. I want to watch the mighty Piper. I want to talk about <laughs> MMA. I'm a big MMA fan, so right. it's exciting that you've been doing it. Yeah, like, I've been doing it since about 17 years old, and uh, I just recently decided that I'd really want to get into the wrestling business. Cool. So I'm okay. in a transitional kind of crossroads in my For life sure. right now, and I'm starting to get into this business here, which is, to me, that's why I got into MMA, is because I, I loved wrestling, yeah, and just, yeah. I happened to be a better fighter at the time than wrestler. And I gotta <laughs> so imagine, I, though, that, that background will help you, too, right. you know what I mean? That'll and he had me train with Gene the Bell as a kid, I mean, he, right. through martial arts, so it's just, fighting's yeah. what I knew, and yeah. that's what I was good at, and I had an opportunity. Yeah. So I took that, but now, I've, you know, kind of had my fun there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's the music Ric Flair has on his phone. <laughs> Are you Very classy. Here. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I, I shit you not, right? Asshole. 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 Hello, it's Debbie. I was with you last night. Hello, it's Cynthia. I was with you last night, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pain in the ass. He's just letting us down in every aspect today, isn't he? <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, okay, so, comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Um, and so, where did, where's, your, where's your first performance? Where was your very first? Uh, the Yuck Yucks in Toronto. Yuck Yucks in Toronto. Yeah. And then you just told me you're going to do... I'm doing Just for Laughs all this just week. Just for Laughs. That's I was doing it with a bunch of shows with Ari. That's why. Gotcha. Up, so, yeah, it was, it was now, pretty great. I did uh, Second City. Okay. In L.A., though. Okay. I had a ball. Yeah. Like, they, is it is Just for Laughs, do you get the, they gave me the script at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, and we shot it live at 8 o'clock at night. And I think that we did 10, I uh, no. Six different. Yeah, you did see, yeah, six different skits, and they yeah. were all like fifteen, and you were the main guy, like fifteen minutes <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. You're the main guy. Is that the same way in well, Second City? I mean, no. Uh, um, we so. just fly, no. I mean, I'm I just do strictly stand up, so I write. Everything. Oh, I don't gotcha. Do, yeah, yeah. So I'm just it's all my own. I do you know what Ari does, but I can't do. I'm a bad actor. 
So I can't really uh, jump into uh, that much stuff. But, listen, Frank, yeah. have you ever seen some of my movies? <laughs> <laughs> You'll make yourself feel real oh, good. That's, that's Speaking true. of that, hell comes to front. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so, okay, just I'm just looking at Twitter questions because I love them. But we got to get to also uh, Rob's show. Uh, you know, leave it to me. I'll do six shows in one. <laughs> if you could have a match today with anyone, both in your prime, who would it be? Well, like, I'm not in my prime? You know, it's not a good friggin' day. I'm <laughs> getting pretty pissed off in life. Um, uh, who would I want to be if I, both of us in our prime? Well, you know, I've been awarded uh, the greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling. The greatest villain, they call it. Well-deserved, too. <laughs> Somehow that's a left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it came from an innocent part of me. I meant it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I am... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your reputation for a minute because you want to call yourself an asshole, but I don't. Uh, we actually met briefly before, not nothing see. nothing to remember. Um, it was, I know I don't make much of an impression. <laughs> I think you're being served right now. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not right. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta touch me with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I when I toured with Mick Foley the first time, uh, you did oh. off the record at the same time the TSN show off the record when you were in Toronto. Yeah. And here's how nice Rick, uh, Roddy Piper is, not Ric Flair. Ric Flair's an asshole, apparently. <laughs> uh, here's how nice Roddy Roddy Piper is, is that I'm there for, I mean, I, I, I'm nothing. Foley's on, you know, you guys are doing your thing on off the record. I'm hanging out in the back, just, you know, ready to go to the gig with him. And uh, you walk out and you're ready to go. You know, you're, you were there as well. You guys are leaving. And you could just tell, I, I could tell that you could tell. That you know, I was kind of like, oh shit, that's Roddy Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I had that feeling of like, oh man, that's that's hot rod. And uh, you walked by, and you you could tell that you just got the sense that I want to talk to you. And you came back right away, introduced yourself, asked me what I was doing. We talked, you know, just for a minute. But it was like the nicest thing. I've never stopped talking about how nice it was that you could just sense how much it was great. So I'm gonna ruin that asshole reputation because you're ridiculous, a ridiculous sweetheart. So no, that guy off the record. Uh, was that the name of the show? Yeah, Michael yeah. Landsberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, you know, he's a little on the left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However you want to fight. Because, hey, I was in my dressing room, and he comes in with another camera and talking about depression, you know. And then I kind of felt, well, you know, do you ever get depressed? And I'm thinking, well, you know, give him a boost, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, and it's true. Some one time, <laughs> one time, you know, you, uh, a lot of stuff happens in my life, like sharks in Aruba swimming <laughs> yeah. at night. But I'll tell you that. But so I'm, uh, you know, sometimes I get where I just close myself off from the world. And I, I was in my room. I didn't come out for three days and didn't turn the lights on, nothing. And uh, Sergeant Slaughter calls me. And uh, I see, I, like, I see the phone number and so. Hi. He says, Hot Rod, how you doing? I says, Ah, oh, man, I've been laying in my bed for three days with the lights off. He says, Well, call maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> no sympathy. Call the front desk. <laughs> no sympathy. <laughs> my, my, my sensei, Judo Jean Lavelle, who's been training me since like I was 17, he's the one that choked out Seagal. Uh, he's been the toughest man in the world. Not according to him, no, uh, everybody else. Train Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, only giving away, I don't know, maybe 24 black belts. He's 80 years old, still kicking ass. And, and you're the uh, proud owner of one of those black belts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Hard one to get. Uh, he's, he's a nice guy. Why was I telling you about him? Uh, uh, we start with no lights off, no sympathy. Oh, yeah, thank you. Okay, Lansbury. So, okay, mm. so anyway, Gino Gene says, I says, you know, he calls me, uh, Uncle Gene, I just want to kill myself. He says, well, we can arrange that, but finish the movie, and as the credits are rolling, if you killed yourself just right then, it would be a really good button. And <laughs> so sympathy. So Michael Lansbury is doing, you know, I don't know what's going on, and I'll give him some time, and then... I guess it aired all over Canada, this story I just told you about yeah. being depressed. But I don't. he didn't put the part in about Uncle Bob, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. So now everybody thinks I'm going around trying to kill myself. We you can know? only hope. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said loud? We've been on the road for like, what, a month and a half, almost two months now? So yeah, there's a lot of built-up animosity between us right now. <laughs> we've been on the road. It'll change your view on him being a nice guy, yeah, trust sure. me. I, we were hanging out with, uh, went to Aruba and the Prime Minister. Mike Eamon. Mike, Prime Minister Eamon. Prime Minister Mike Eamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he uh, come, swooped me up, uh, called, took us uh, to their parliament and sat down. It was very cool. Um, we were in Newfoundland, uh, Scotland, um, in Edinburgh Castle. They, they took care of us at the castle. And, you know, this guy, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Uh, I, I did a lot of appearances in Scotland, and this one kid, he somehow got to the promoter, and he says, uh, would you come see my daddy? He's, his daddy's real sick. And, uh, and his, uh, yeah, so we went over the house, and his daddy's there, and say hi to his daddy. And uh, <clears throat> this uh, kid, uh, he gives me his kilt and his flashes, which are the things you put on your socks. I don't know how to explain that in this country. It's like, like giving your dog away or giving your your girlfriend away. It's, it's the kill. Uh, that's like yeah, the pride. Yeah, you know, it's your family's target. Yeah. That's... So like, what a wow! What an outstanding young boy. And so, uh, uh, but then I almost got eaten by sharks because I decided to go sh sh wave running at night because I got bored because I don't know what time zone I'm in and they <laughs> they lock me in and they got guards and they don't let me out so I don't get in trouble. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's for the people's protection, <laughs> not his. Have, have you been to the jail in Aruba before? <laughs> no, I know the Prime Minister. Yeah, <laughs> right, perfect. That's the only reason I could get out of jail free. I got a parking ticket. I'm sending it to him. And so I snuck out the back, down the, down the, uh, down the uh, balcony, you know, and you ninja my way down, and there's a wave runner. Man, I tore out and took it, and but it's dark. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, when you're out in the middle of the ocean at night, it's dark. And he's the and genius I, that, like, obviously, they're going to catch it. There's one motor <laughs> in the entire ocean that, of this area. That, what I, I accidentally, I was trying to make a turn because I thought there was rocks ahead, and I, I, I just well, crashed and burned. And but I caught myself, and I didn't know it, and I was still jerking around, and like, <laughs> I'm kind of like, ah, ah, dive, dive. It's like the Coast Guard, and they're like lights, cause Aruba is like a sneeze away from Colombia. And I, I suppose, I don't know, allegedly, guessing, <laughs> you know, trying to get over there on my jet ski. And uh, there's an old T-shirt. And um, and so they go and boom, but when they hit the lights, there's sharks all over the place. And they made me get in the boat 
and take back. There was unbelievable. Wow. They do scans like they have helicopters that go over and do scans for this stuff. Yeah. But and they tell people like in the hotel because we're our, our hotel was literally right in the coast. And they tell people, but since he, he was locked up, literally, he was no connection with outside. Yeah. He sneaks out to do this. So he had no idea that there was already a shark warning in their no, area. I don't know that thing about punching him in the nose is going to work. Yeah. That's, yeah. I never well, yeah. yeah. So, I, anyway, you know, talk about burning bridges. Uh, <laughs> uh, how did you, your show, your show, Burning Bridges? How did you come up with that concept? Well, I have a bit of a, I mean, my reputation in comedy here is I have a bit of a bridge burner myself. So, really? Uh, you know, nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Listen, I, I told you my first set ever was at Toronto Yuck Yucks, and now I'm not allowed in the building. So Why Why, why aren't uh, you allowed in the building? Uh, we just had a difference of uh, agreement. I worked for them for a little bit of time, and uh, yeah. they... Um, I started promoting my own shows, uh, you know, outside of them, and they didn't, nice. they didn't really take that. You have to, you know what I mean? You got to yeah, do your own that's thing the only and make way a name you for grow. yourself. Exactly. And um, so I started doing that, and then they, they fired me for doing that. But then they I fired started, you for promoting your own shows? That's the way it works okay. with them. Right. Uh, that's right. that's how it goes with them. I and gotcha. um, so I uh, started, when newspapers started talking to me about stuff, I had some shows to promote. And I started talking about how they fired me for uh, <laughs> from doing my own shows, and they didn't particularly like that. They did. So no, they didn't. Well, they, the truth sometimes doesn't make them sound so great, right? I mean, yeah. you should be allowed to do your own thing. It's Absolutely. Trying to get better as a comedian, and uh, you know, like sometimes I come on to podcasts with incredibly successful wrestlers and talk about how they fired me. So that didn't particularly st strike them in a great way. And uh, as things got better for me, it became worse for them. And uh, one day I went to go see my friend. That was headlining, just wanted to go check it out, and uh, they uh, somewhat politely had me removed from the building, so I'm not even allowed physically You're in the building anymore, me. so yeah, yeah, so. So you came in as a guest to watch your buddy just perform? a buddy from New York. I flew in a day early from Vancouver from another show. And they asked you to leave the building yeah. just because they were mad because you promoted shows? Yeah, and You know what, I'm going to promote a show of my own and then go to Yuck Yucks. <laughs> and I want to see them remove me. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's horseshit. You kicked the hot rat out. Yeah. That's horseshit. Yeah, you know, and it's it, that's not the only case for certain, but, uh, yeah. you know. So what I, what I thought it was really interesting is talking to people about times that they burn bridges, you know? And gotcha. I like to get people on that I've burned bridges with, maybe try and see if we can work it out, but then also talk to really, you know, awesome so, people who have great stories about it as well. So, Did you ever get Yuck Yucks on? Uh, I, that's, uh, that's, one I'm, that's a crescendo I'm building, too. I think that Come we're going to have yuck, to wait yucks. a little while longer. Come get on, hard. Yuck Yucks. Bone up here, man. <laughs> and, get uh, on, you know, burning bridges. You, can, you know, it's the same thing with the WWE. They, you know, they want you to be exclusive. Yeah. You know, and they want you to do what they want. Yeah. But, like, I got a letter from Vince on my third firing, you know, which is, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what's good for uh, uh, the WWE maybe isn't always good for Hot Rod and vice versa. Um, so, like, the problem is when he's saying good is, like, so if you want to take me and have me take a dive for Hogan, who I just saw for the first time in 15 years, I'll talk about it. Uh, and I say no, that means I'm hard to get along with. But I have four kids and lunchboxes and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. so then they're going to like, yuck, yuck's going to get mad at me because I won't take a dive. Yeah. But, uh, or, or if I go for some other promotion. But, like, it's a free world. It's a free economy. And uh, I hope you get them on. 
I hope you get yuck yucks on. Is that the biggest bridge you've ever burned? I mean, that's pretty much the most public one. That's kind of when I got the reputation Jeez. a little bit from that. I have so many. There was another comedy club <laughs> I did when they, before I worked for Yuck Yucks. Uh, <laughs> that before I worked for Yuck Yucks, when Yuck Yucks started wanting me, yeah. I, I decided that I didn't need the other club. So uh, they, uh, I did some jokes that they didn't particularly like one, and so they took a weekend away from me. So I told the uh, the manager of that club that uh, he could. Uh, shit in a box and write the word mediocre in it and mail it to the owner of the club and tell him it's from me. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah good that one wasn't really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some kerosene on that oh, bridge yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only two clubs in town at the time, too, so I really... Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah. That's nice. I like that. But what... Can you tell us what the joke was? Uh, you know what? At this point, I don't even know if I could tell you what the joke was anymore. Okay. And it was, it was, the joke How went over fun. Been? Well, you know, sometimes the jokes can get bad, but, you I know. get you. Like, I'm at the comedy store, man. <laughs> They're brutal. Yeah, you know. You know yeah, yeah, gotcha. You're right. a pro. I'm you're like a, there. You're yeah. there. I was working with Ari all week, if that tells you anything. Okie so. dokie. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. I was, I'll, uh, I was with Ari when he was working the comedy club. Uh, on Sunset Strip, and they were doing uh, like Don Her Don Barris, Don you know Barris, Don Barris. Yeah. We love Uncle Don; he's the Godfather of the comedy store. And uh, they had Ari up, and you know how all the comedians kind of get and help everybody. And there was like uh, Jew or false. <laughs> <laughs> so he was taking questions, Jew or false. <laughs> Which you know, Ari's yeah. a Jewish gentleman, and I'll probably get fired for that. What well, the biggest <laughs> bitch I've ever burned. Brooklyn Bridge, Arson <laughs> Fire. There's so many. There's so many. But I never tried to like when I played. I played. Um, <laughs> woof, I had him stand for the Mexican national anthem. Played La Cucaracha. You know, average <laughs> went right up in flames there. I'll tell ya. I, <laughs> um, I, oof. I when I was young, you know, I was an idealist, I guess, and I. Uh, Started a newspaper before Union. I'm, I mean, I'm young. And yeah. I had a crest. And the crest, like, was the NWA back there, stood yeah. for No Wrestlers Allowed. And, uh, um, NWA, yeah, No Wrestlers Allowed. And the on the crest, I had two guys, both smiling. The one guy was a promoter with a tie. And in his right hand, he had a bag of money. And you could see the dollar signs. On his left was a wrestler dressed down in just his tights and boots, and the promoter had him by the balls, and the wrestler in his left hand was smiling and had a championship belt. <laughs> and that was our crest, and under it, instead of you plurbimimus, I think it is, on the quarter, it said, you fuck a -um. And it was, like, <laughs> and I would write it, and I would put it in, uh, like, uh, the, I would write, I had a, back in these days, which was radical, I had a, um, a column by Kay Fabin, I had the, the Mount of Trans, who got ripped off where, and it came with a clicker, because, like, we would have a clicker back in the day, and if you got caught with a clicker, like, you really got in trouble, like, beat up in trouble and kicked out and brought, you know, all that kind of and stuff. the clicker was to count the people. Count you the know house, yeah, because yeah, that's what would be getting paid yeah, on okay. the house, right? Uh, and I got busted actually putting the newspapers on the bench. I tried to get there early. And, I'm just the paper boy. 
I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Don't kill the messenger. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I see, wrote it. That, the whole union and wrestling thing is, is really interesting to me too, because I mean, comedy and wrestling run parallel, really close to each other. With that, I mean, we they don't. There's are. no nothing. No comedy union. There's nothing to kind of protect us. You, you guys know? get there, however you get there. Yep. You play your, you pay your airfare. Yep, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, pay your airfare. And I mean, then you're at the liberty of that fellow if he doesn't want to pay you. Of course, you know. You know, it's it's funny during just for laughs. We get together all these comedians and literally just share stories of times where promoter has brought us out. You know, we paid our own airfare. We get there, the club shut down, or the clubs. You know, yeah. hey, it was a little light this week. Can we pay you a little less? And you know, know and it's yeah. I, you hear these wrestling stories, and it runs so Elton parallel Owens, to each other. Elton Owens used to pay us in uh, quarters, and you get tipped <laughs> off. Yeah, a roll of quarters he'd start with, and then like he'd put a five dollar bill, and then start with ones. And as soon as you smiled, he'd stop. And he was like this old drunk, you know, i tell you real quick. <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, I think I've told it before, but I, but I want to get burning bridges. Yes, thank you. Uh, 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 Killer Brooks from Waxahachie, Texas. <laughs> Baby Jesus, hair all over him except his head. Little cigars he used to smoke. And Elton Owen comes down one time in Salem, which is a horrible little place, and the burn witches. And and, uh, and down there, it's a dungeon. It's like, honest, like real rats and pipes and melting. And it's just, ah. And so he comes in drunk, and there's nobody there, uh, people-wise. They got no TV or nothing. I don't know. I'm like, maybe 19, 20, 21, something like that. And he comes in, ah, and he opens the door. And he's just disgusting. He goes, he's screaming, you can't draw flies to shit, ah, you bastards. So he comes to the door. <laughs> he's smoking. He's a people person, in other words. <laughs> you know, he's got the same politic value that does. And so he's smoking. He always smokes cigars, too, and horrible toupee on him, you know. And so he puts a cigar down on the on the massage table and uh there's a couple of guys in the back and he really had it out for him and he goes there and like right in front of everybody you know you no good bastards i'm wasting my time and he's and like the dressing room and we're all like i get like 15 dollars a fight and we're just like what are we gonna <laughs> i love killer brooks from waxahachie texas he gets up and dog, uh, elton owens back to him and he sees the cigar, and everybody can see him now. He takes that cigar, and he pulls his trunks down, and he takes the lip end of that cigar and puts it in his anus. <laughs> and he rolls, not just rolls, but he rolls, he's hairy. He rolls it around, up and down, oh. and up to the front, and around and back, taking his time like... There's no and like the guys are just, just, just stoic. You could have heard a pin drop other than Elton yelling. And then puts the cigar back on, <laughs> his pants up and sits down. Now we're all in like, like I don't know, like baby Jesus. The anticipation yeah, now, right? right? And so now he finishes yelling and he goes back to the door. He came in and and he and he goes and he grabs a cigar. And he goes to take a puff up, but he doesn't puff on the cigar. I'm like, we're going. <laughs> 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 
And, you know, and then he grabs another couple of adjectives, come out, and then he goes to throw the cigar away. Uh, Damn, man. And, but he remembers how hot he is. I hear you, bastard. I ain't paying you tonight either. And he turns around, opens the door, puts a cigar in his mouth, goes to leave, <laughs> and I swear to you, stop and turns around and says, One more thing. It smells like shit in here. And bangs the door. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> God's true story, man. Holy cow. That'd burning, be hard not to crack up. Burning bridges. Mm-hmm. Burning bridges, yeah. man. Burning bridges. Uh, Cole, you haven't had a chance to burn any bridges. No. Other than with your dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple times. <laughs> a couple times today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, all my bridges are good structures. Jeez. I hired a good contractor. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Yeah. You're a good guy. Yeah, this is an absolute honor. This You're a good fantastic. guy. I'm just trying to think if there's any other, like, really cool. Ask me anything you want if you got to, like, uh, what would you ask me if I was on your show? If, uh, I mean, uh, I, I find the union thing fascinating. What, what mm. Would you still, if you were a wrestler today, and this might be, I don't know if this will get you in hot water, but would you still advocate a union for wrestlers if there was a, if you are You know, it's uh, one of the, a billion-dollar industry. It's, um... Traded publicly. Uh, one of the families running for Senate. Okay. Uh, on the right, though. She's running uh, as a Republican. As so. a Republican. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and there's guys that that started them and gave them that. Gave them that. And they worked very hard for it, too. Vince McMahon worked very, very hard. No, you know, but all, here's like, for instance, in the beginning, it would be you'd come up to the marquee and the building would have uh, Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper, uh, Schnooker Piper or, you know, Mad Dog, whoever it was. We saw one day and we caught on. All of a sudden it just said WWF. You know, you're, but that's my yeah. name. I was wrestling 14 years before there was a WWW anything. So when I came in. I came in packaged, and the reason those WrestleManias worked out was not only because of a whole bunch of wonderful people, not just me, but all of us putting our flesh and blood into it. And to this day, they're independent contractors, yep. a bunch of horse shit. Uh, but because of the newspaper that I did, I learned that that's cramming it or pushing them isn't the way to do it. But it's it's time for them to um, do the right thing uh, and uh, form it like the baseball or football or, or whatever it is. You know, like, you know why I do movies? I never want to be a movie guy, but SAG Insurance SAG is great. It's yeah. a great, and like, who's going to, who's going to, insurance got me, hi. Uh, oh, I'd like to buy, you like to buy insurance? Uh, yeah, I would. What's your name? Roddy Piper, boom, get out of here, you <laughs> Dead. Uh, So that's why I do movies. Yeah. Uh, I do like them, but, uh, yeah, there needs to be a change. We lost a lot of guys, and now they do a lot of great things for those guys. But you know what? They, uh, you know, it looks so cool. But to be able to do it properly... The amount of work that goes into it that nobody ever sees. The same with the comedians. Just drawing that parallel yeah. line. The amount of work that you guys do 
and the art. Uh, I don't know how you get a union because you don't have one league, do no, you? No, I mean, that's that would be the difficult part about it is that anyone that wanted to, to walk the line, you know, go across, that's the problem is unless you get everybody on board with something, you're, yeah. you're, you're sunk I, before I, it began. And you know what? You guys do this like you're in the car drinking beer and doing all the way home. Yeah, you know what? Okay, tomorrow at 8 o'clock, we're all going to be there. <laughs> you betcha. There I am at 8 o'clock all by myself. Yep. You're <laughs> fired. Yep. I know. That's <laughs> Would that be burning a bridge? Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. Are, yeah, a lot of bridges I burned. Um, when does your when does Burning Bridges come on? How can I find it? Uh, you can go to burningbridgespod.com or uh, I'm Rob Loves Arguing on Twitter. So I'd love, I love it. Anyone I, send them there. I love it, man. Great. Thank you, you. You've been wonderful. You've been wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor. The pleasure Thank is you, mine. Cool. And it's great. All you fans. And the Twitter questions just in winding up here. There's like, you guys are great, man. The Twitter questions. There's hundreds of them. Uh, I'm trying to just like... Juggalo crowd, what did you just see? It's, uh, do you think there will ever be a wrestler that uh, headbutt from Holland? For, you see, I, I don't read well either. <laughs> I, there's a lot of things. Really, really not a good day. We got to go, huh? I don't want to go. Help us fight cancer. Uh, I'll do that. I know we got to go. It says, what happens to, what happens to the Wu man? I'm going, you know what? I'll give this one out. Uh, if you if your boss is really pissing you off and you're one of them poor people that, you know, you really don't have a say in nothing, buy a bottle of Visine and put it in his coffee. He'll be shitting for three days. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to Wu. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you from poor, uh, Toronto, where the hell I am, uh, with Rob and uh, Burning Bridges. Um, what's the name of the studio? Uh, the XM Studio. XM Studio. They're very kind in Toronto. We'll open it up. My son, Colt Toombs, and, um, you know, uh, Ric Flair's not here. I don't know if you know that. Uh, <laughs> he had served drinks on the plane with just his robot naked, and he'd dance, but his schwanks would, like, hit the nun and the Boy Scout, and the plane would land, and I'd go to jail. And I got to go now in case I go to jail, so I'll leave you with a, a traditional Irish poem each week. For those who love us, may God bless. And for those who don't, may God turn their hearts. And if he can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we recognize them by their limb. God bless you. I love you all. Next time.